And that is kind of what Krampus is all about. He is the uh, he just helps Santa out if the kids have been bad. Santa turns a blind eye, and Krampus comes along and like steals children. You're listening to the Real House Witches of South Wales, hosted by me, Jack, and Laura, and brought to you by Son of Saturn. Son of Saturn is an esoteric company based in Wales, creating handmade candles that are made for your spiritual and witchcraft practices. All of our candles are made with the intention of offerings to your patrons and deities and scented with their attributed scents, such as pomegranate for Hecate and sandalwood for Selene, goddess of the moon. You can find these candles along with crystals and tarot and astrology services on the Son of Saturn website. The link can be found in our show notes, or you can type in sonofsaturnco.com or sonofsaturnco.etsy.com and find all of your spiritual tools there. This podcast brings spirituality, witchcraft, the paranormal, and more together. So sit back, light some incense, relax, and enjoy the show. The Housewives of Wales. <laughs> it's not the Housewives of Wales. House witches, yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Real House Switches of South Wales. The Real House Switches of South Wales. Yeah, that was a Christmas version. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah. The Real House Switches. Ho, ho, ho. Of South Wales. Ho, ho, ho. Rudolph. And witches in South Wales. La, 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 la. Yeah, I think mine was better, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura, how are you? How are you feeling? Oh, great. I have my booster job today, guys. Booster job number three. Yeah, it's nearly Christmas, so great time all around. Yeah. How about you? Are you ready for your holiday to New York? <laughs> I mean, let's uh, let's just circle back on what you just said. Um, so right now, this goes out on Boxing Day. Um, so, I mean, we have to pretend it's Christmas. <laughs> so we have to pretend we had a great Christmas and it was wonderful. Um, so Laura had her jab on Tuesday. <laughs> and she had a great Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean, I, but that's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. It's not like we're recording this on the 21st. No, no, we're definitely, definitely, this this went out on Christmas, on Boxing Day. Yeah, crazy. Um, am I ready for my trip to New York? Well, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who knows? <laughs> You'll find out the day before. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out after Christmas, yeah, because the UK aren't going to bring in restrictions this side of Christmas. Um, sorry, I mean, I guess we'll find out uh, today or the next day, but... <laughs> Um, but, you know, restrictions weren't brought in before Christmas. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, no, you no, know. It didn't, didn't happen. Like, I was just waiting right now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we're just going to wait and see. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, new year, new me, no Omicron variants. So, even though this goes out on Boxing Day, I mean, even though this is going out on Boxing Day the 26th, I don't know, do America have Boxing Day? Like, are 
or like the rest of the world? Are, are our listeners around the world listening and not understanding what Boxing Day is? That's a good question because they've got Thanksgiving, but I don't know. Well, maybe Boxing Day is just like a British thing, but we should have researched this because I want to know now. The Commonwealth nations have it, so like okay, Canada, Australia would have it, Canada, yeah. So we're not the only ones. Okay. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's Boxing Day here in the UK, but maybe to the people listening, it's just the 26th. Um, but even though it is the 26th, um, even though it's not exactly Christmas Day itself, we are talking about the origins of Santa. Um, and you may be thinking, why is a witchcraft and spiritual podcast talking about the origins of Santa? What has that got to do with spirituality and witchcraft? Well, well, guys, actually, it has a lot to do with it because it has pagan roots. So we are incorporating that into our podcast because if you don't know by now, guys, we talk about this type of stuff. We talk about spirituality and things. We talk about paganism and we talk about the history of Santa Claus. So, um, Laura, if I said to you, who is Santa Claus? What would be your response? He is the fatherly figure that we all need in our lives. <laughs> he spreads a goodwill and Christmas cheer. And he also used to be green, which I'm sure is a fact that you will get to later. <laughs> it's in the script. It is in the script. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. I, I knew it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he used to wear green, not red. Yes. But, you know, the origins of Santa Claus, like why he's an old man with a beard, I'm not sure. That is, but that is the whole question, really, the main purpose of our curiosity. <laughs> mm. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer these questions. All right, well, yeah, <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> so, guys, I have got um, the information you are looking for. I've got it here ready for you. Um, so... What is the origin of Santa Claus? Well, I know you're asking, and I know you want to know, so I'm going to tell you, okay? So, there are pagan origins to Santa, Father Christmas. There is a belief and, and research that Odin, a major Norse god, is Santa. Historically, pagan culture was stamped out by the Christians. A lot of true history around paganism has been lost, but some still survives. Odin, sometimes also known as Wodan, Woden, or Wotan, has a lot of archaeological and literal, literary sources around him. Roman historians stated that Teutons worship Mercury, and Mercury's day is Wednesday. This adapted from Woden's day. The Woden, or Odin, is reflected here. Odin is known as a war god. He had a magical horse with eight legs. Before Rudolf, Santa had eight reindeer. Odin is also the god of poets. His appearance is that of a tall, old man with a flowing beard and sometimes with one eye. The other eye had gave in, he had gave in exchange for wisdom. He was depicted wearing a cloak, wearing a hat and carrying a spear. Now, Odin's horse was also known to fly through the sky with a sleigh. Odin is also known for having elves and dwarfs who made magical gifts. He was also known for giving gifts away too. So you can see where we're going here, can't you? You can see where we are going. Yes, it's always the way. Odin is also known as the Yule Father, and during the winter, and especially during this time, he is honoured. How we see Santa today is one very different from back in the day. 
We're accustomed now to the commercial Coca-Cola drinking Santa. But what we need to keep in mind is that Santa has been and still is depicted as an old man with a beard, very similar to Odin. Now, Odin would use the long white beard and the hat as a disguise while he travelled the nine worlds seeking knowledge. Before the Victorians and Coca-Cola got their hands on Santa, he was depicted as a man that was old, gaunt and tall. He'd wear a fur-trimmed cloak and broad hat or hood. So that was Santa now. So, during Yule, Odin flies through the skies, rewarding the good and punishing the bad. The Vikings and Northern European people held the belief that Odin led his elves, gods and spirits against the forces of darkness. Those Odin liked would receive good fortune and gifts. Those who offended Odin would get bad luck and omens. This was known as the Wild Hunt. Now, Santa was originally depicted as riding a horse, like Odin, before the reindeer came along. The reindeer were introduced in a 1823 poem, now known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Now, Odin's family, Freya, Freya, and other Norse gods, such as Thor, were depicted with magical flying beasts that pulled chariots. Odin's horse was depicted having runes cut into his teeth and on the straps of his sleigh. In Scandinavia, chariots were replaced with sleighs, and they found sleighs in a Viking ship burial. In, fin- in Finland, reindeer were known to pull these sleighs. For the gifts offered to Santa, old Nordic stories write of children leaving straw and carrots in their boots in exchange for gifts. This is a theory on why we leave boot-shaped stockings out and also leave treats for Santa. The Norse also believed that Odin would know if they were good or bad. He was considered to be the all-knowing god. His ravens would collect news from the nine worlds and report back to him. Kind of like how Santa knows when you've been good or bad, sees you when you're sleeping, etc, etc. Odin lives in a world called Asgard. This is believed to be a realm removed from our reality and accessed only by crossing the Bifrost Bridge or ascending the trunk of Yggdrasil. Odin battled often with ice giants and a big part of Scandinavia is inside the Arctic Circle. Early Scandinavian people thought of these northern mountains that were so inhospitable as a place of magic and the land of the gods. Santa has many names and we'll explore some other theories on where he might originate from, but we do refer to Santa as Father Christmas and we know Odin had a popular title of All Father and Yule Father. Two early ancestors, Santa symbolised facing hardship with protection and abundance, as well as joy and generosity. This is reflected in many writings around Odin. Now, before we go on to other theories of Santa and his origins, we can also look to folklore, mythology and history to see other pagan and spiritual roots that gave us Christmas as we know it today. The god Loki came up with the plan to murder a loved god known as Balder. The murder was done with a spear made from mistletoe. In the same story, the berries from mistletoe became symbols of love, and that's why we have the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. Balder's death was supposed to lead to the rebirth of Ragnarok, in keeping with the themes of Yule and rebirth after the longest night. Vikings decorated trees with food, gifts, and carving to honour their gods. This is the theory on why we have Christmas trees. The Norse sang Yule carols. Vikings held the belief that the time around Yule was magical. Like Samhain, they believed that at night the barrier between our world and the other side was very thin. Spirits would travel in the forests and fields. Elves and dwarfs could interact with humans. 
The Vikings celebrated female deities and celebrated deity motherhood around Yule, similar to Mary. A Yule tradition was making large wheels of pine, lighting them on fire and rolling them down a hill in honour of the sun. These round wreaths depicted the nature of the seasons and the Norse's conception of time. Yule logs, like we said in the last episode, would be burned by the Vikings after they had been inscribed with good fortune for the coming year. The oak would burn long throughout the night and chase the darkness away. So, that is the theory that Odin, the god, the Norse god, is the basis and what Santa is built off. What do you think? We have other theories, but what do you think about Odin? Uh, Well, the OG, basically, the original you know, number one. Yeah, that does make perfect sense. Basically, he's always been a male mythical being of some kind, right from the start. But what about yeah, what about Santa Claus? Like, what does like where does that come from? Like, why Santa? Do you know? <laughs> um, I mean, we might know where Santa comes from. Um, I feel like I can't answer exactly why Santa is the name but I can say why um, Saint Nicholas is the name yeah so maybe Santa is just like a a shortened version of Saint Nick yeah yeah it's probably language that's been you know brought down merged together sort of thing okay well let's go into the origins of Saint Nicholas then same thing if you will but where the name Saint Nicholas is possible possibly believed to have come from so it can be traced back to the thir- third century when a monk known as saint nicholas became the patron saint of children it is believed that saint nicholas was born in 280 ad in patara near myra in modern day turkey it is said he gave away his hin- inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick he is also known for saving three girls from being sold to slavery and prostitution Word spread and he became known as saviour and protector of children and sailors. This is because during a storm, he saved doomed sailors. During the Protestant Reformation, saints began to be discouraged, but St. Nicholas maintained a positive reputation. The Catholic and Eastern Orthodox churches celebrate December the 6th as they believe this is the date St. Nicholas died. After his death, he was featured in a lot of folk tales. His popularity spread to Europe, where his story was adapted to fit with elves and sky chariots, like Odin. In the Netherlands, he was known as a tall, white-bearded man in red robes who would arrive every December the 6th to leave gifts or coal. He arrived by boat in these stories. Now, these beliefs reached the Hudson River Valley by Dutch settlers. In 1809, St. Nicholas is depicted as dropping gifts down chimneys. 18... 1823, we get the sleigh pulled by reindeers. During the Civil War, cartoons are published of a jolly fat St. Nicholas. In 1879, we get a bit of whitewashing and begin to say that St. Nicholas did not live in Turkey or Spain or Holland, but instead lived in the North Pole. So, how did we start getting Santa Claus? Well, when St. Nicholas arrived in America with the Dutch, the nickname for him was Sinterklaas, a short form of St. Nicholas. In 1809, Washington Irving referred to St. Nicholas as the patron saint of New York. In the early 19th century, shopping centres began to advertise Christmas shopping. Newspapers began creating separate sections for Christmas advertisements by the 1840s. These advertisements would depict the jolly Santa Claus that we are familiar with now. 
1841, a Philadelphia shop had a life-size Santa model and children flocked to see it. Then the idea began to form of seeing the real-life Santa. And in the 1890s, the Salvation Army, low on money, dressed unemployed men in Santa Claus suits and sent them into the streets to gather donations. The poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, written in 1822, is hugely responsible for the cosy Santa image we see today. This poem, which depicted Santa as having supernatural abilities, being able to fly through the sky, created the icon literal icon. In 1881, a cartoonist known as Thomas Nass depicted Santa as having a white beard, holding a sack of toys and being large, wearing bright red suit trimmed with white fur was published in Harper's Weekly. He depicted Santa in a workshop full of elves and his wife, Mrs. Claus. We begin then to get Santa, the Santa who is used in all sorts of commercials and advertisement campaigns. And like we say, Coca-Cola was the one who turned him red. He, he was known for green, but Coca-Cola, to fit their branding, put him in the red sort of suit as well. And that really helped popularise this this image of him. We, we had seen that he was red before that, but Coca-Cola really did help to bring that to life as well. Um, and, and there you go. You've got the origins of Santa Claus. You've got the names for that. Yes, that, that did answer my question. Yeah, I mean, it all makes sense, doesn't it? And it all comes together so well. Literally crazy so much info in there maybe you should dress up as santa in your markets like maybe it'll help boost you know public appeal yeah or son of saturn like never mind son of saturn you know why not <laughs> son of saturn i mean santa <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally i was thinking of a marketing campaign of turning my tiktok into like playing a character on my tiktok account but playing Saturn like the god Saturn dressing up as him and like acting like him I thought oh maybe that would get people interested yeah well it does sound like a kind of like fatherly like figure you know okay so before we finish off and that's our kind of origins around Santa um you know it's undeniable that he came from Norse mythology and Odin and you know the history around him but let's talk about Krampus we couldn't not talk about Krampus the icon that is Krampus could we yeah, I haven't actually seen the film Krampus yet, though. I feel like I should. It's it's not good. I mean, you have to watch it and, like, take it for what it is, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound like it probably could be quite ridiculous, but, yeah, I'll be like in mind. <laughs> I won't rush to watch it then. You'll find it funny, I think, more than scary. It's good. Yeah. No, what we like, we can cope, we can cope with that. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so let's talk about the history of krampus then so um in austria children are excited for saint nicholas to visit if they're good they'll get pre presents but if they're bad they face krampus krampus is depicted as half man half goat similar to the satan devil vibes and he will appear to chase naughty children and drag them straight down to hell Krampus originates from Austria's Alpine region and has been a prominent folklore staple piece. When Saint Nick would visit on December the 6th, Krampus would also be around too. Krampuslav is an event where Krampus runs through the streets chasing children. 
Austrian men would get drunk and run through the streets dressed as Krampus. This is the tradition that continues. Holiday cards were sent depicting Krampus, Krampus putting a child in his satchel or preparing to hit the child with a bundle of sticks. Others depicted him taking the children away in chains. And that is kind of what Krampus is all about. He is the, uh, he just helps Santa out. If the kids have been bad, Santa turns a blind eye and Krampus comes along and like steals children. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way of making your kids behave. And just like, you know, setting the record straight. I'm surprised like more parents in this country don't like, you know, take the tradition on a bit more. <laughs> yeah, they should. They should bring it on, bring Krampus back. Yeah, I mean, it adds like a nice bit of Halloween flair to Christmas, you know. Yeah, that kind of sums up the history of Santa. And we've had a little nod to Krampus as well. Um, I hope. Guys, you all had a very Merry Christmas. Um, I'll let you in on a secret. We're recording this before Christmas on the 21st. Oh, my God. Um, but, um, yeah, hope you all had a good Christmas. Um, but also hope you have a good Christmas, too. But had a good Christmas. Um, great. Well, thank you all for listening. And we will see you soon. I think that was one of our most interesting episodes yet, I think. Wow. Why? In terms of like, you know, the information. I think that yeah, yeah, I think that that could be like one of our best episodes. Yeah, I think people could really enjoy that. So I hope people do listen to that. Because I definitely learned a lot. And I'm sure you, I will be testing you on your knowledge in the new year. Be warned. <laughs> Me or the listeners? Uh the, oh not you, the listeners, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yes good one good one yes uh definitely everyone listen to this one because it's a good one <laughs> love it well thanks everybody for listening and we shall see you soon uh bye christmas mcdonald's bye <laughs>